0: everyone. This is Stephanie.
1: And and, and I'm Kevin.
0: From Let's Get Down to Business.
1: Maybe you remember us from like, you know, a month and a half ago.
0: (laughs) We just wanted to thank you guys for hanging in there and maybe still sticking around.
1: Yeah. And I would apologize if I cared, but I don't.
0: Yeah, we've been, uh, busy with, you know, dealing with this divorce and whatnot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no. going very well for me. <laughs> not, not really, you guys, not really. No, uh, we've been packing up and moving and, uh, life just got kind of busy for us. So. Yeah. So if
1: it sounds like we're recording in a warehouse now, it's because we have a brand are new in, studio. Yeah. We're in a house with no carpet. So <laughs> yeah,
0: no more apartment. <laughs> no Yay! dampening. Woo! So, uh, we're back and we hope you guys enjoy.
1: Let's get down to business and do some
0: reviews. Disney feature length films, short cartoons. We bought VHS tapes, every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. hi everyone that's young shithead what (laughs) you said that was your rapper name
1: it is trademark
0: (laughs) why is it young shit (laughs) because
1: it's funny so stupid
0: which snl skit was that what who was the guest on that week on snl
1: uh not like bob saget god i don't tom Tom hanks Uh, it was tom Hanks. why would it be I think it was Tom. No, because no. he came back as David Pumpkins.
0: He did come back as David Pumpkins, but someone else was the guest that week. I know. We'll think of it later.
1: Yeah, no, It was a rap skit. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, you guys. This is Let's Get Down to Business. It is a Disney podcast where we occasionally review Disney movies and shorts.
0: We talk about Disney. When
1: we're not bantering about bullshit. Disney. It's our business. Disney. And also skits.
0: Skits. SNL. A pretty busy week, really. Weekend,
1: yeah, I suppose
0: we saw Anthony Jesselnick perform. We, we did. We watched, for cheap, y'all. It was awesome. We finished Better Call Saul.
1: This this season, yes.
0: And we watched 101 Dalmatians.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny that in 2018, that's a productive weekend.
0: You know what we didn't do? Watch our short.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Let's
0: go watch that real quick. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. Okay, let's watch our short real quick. And we're back. Yeah. I promise that wasn't a gimmick. We actually stopped to watch the short. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, our short, I don't think you've ever said what it was.
1: It's Mickey's Kangaroo.
0: Mickey's Kangaroo. It is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Mickey is delivered a kangaroo. Um, this short happened, came from... Bleh.
1: This short Thanks. was made in 1935. Thanks, Kevin. It's approximately nine minutes long, and it was the last black and white... Uh, Last black and white Disney cartoon or Mickey cartoon?
0: Disney cartoon. Really? After this, it went Technicolor. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this is. I, I wonder if this fits in with the other Mickey shorts. So like, I mean, it would would have been the last of them. Mm-hmm. But like the mid 30s where we had like the Alice or Mickey through the Mirror. Yep. Uh Gulliver Mickey and stuff yep. like that. So this would been would have been the last of those. Okay. Um. So it starts off where Mickey and Pluto are home and he's building Pluto a doghouse.
1: Mm-hmm. And just putting the finishing touches on and painting the name on.
0: Yeah, and then he gets special delivery from Australia <laughs> to Hollywood. It yeah. doesn't look like he lives in Hollywood, but yeah, maybe... It probably
1: looked a lot different back in the 30s. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I guess he's big time now because he's living in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it ends up being a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with boxing gloves on.
1: Because <laughs> that's what kangaroos do.
0: I, I guess. And they honk.
1: Yeah, I... I wanted to bitch about that, but I wasn't sure because I don't think I've ever actually heard what a kangaroo sounds like. I
0: don't think they honk like a clown horn. Like, ah, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was kind of <laughs> awkward. <laughs> but yeah, this is just kind of slapsticky. He is trying to train the kangaroo on, like, how to box, I yeah, guess. Because it keeps do it, correctly. it keeps fucking around with Pluto.
0: Yeah, it keeps fucking up Pluto. So Mickey runs in to go get some boxing gloves for himself. And then you find out that there's a baby kangaroo in mm-hmm. her pouch, and the baby kangaroo kind of picks on Pluto as well. Mm-hmm. What I learned from this short is that Pluto is as big of a sissy as our own dog. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of like hides, and then he thinks he's going to be all tough. Mm-hmm. Which Pluto talks.
1: Yeah, he has like an in, internal monologue. He like breaks in, the
0: fourth wall. Yeah.
1: Like, he'll look at the screen, and he has this weird, like, toothy grin type of thing going on. It looks kind of, not maniacal, but like he's scheming. And it reminded me a lot of those scenes. I don't know if any of you have ever seen this, because I'm going to dip into the anime pool, so I apologize for that ahead of time. But those scenes that you would see in GTO, nope. where they get the close-up of Onizuka's face, and it's in, like when he's trying to get super serious or intense moments, and he has like this toothy grin face. It looks exactly like that.
0: Well, and his voice. And, and his
1: voice sounded like Pete.
0: Yeah, it was like really gruff. Yeah. I pictured it as like a mobster or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, oh, he thinks he's gonna take my house, huh?
0: Yeah. yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but Mickey comes back out and he's like, oh, there's a little guy. And, uh, he's like, well, Pluto, you take the little guy and I'll take the kangaroo. And he takes the kangaroo into a boxing ring because he just has a random. Well, he's got
1: a gymnasium on the farm.
0: Yeah, like a barn gymnasium. Yeah. And so, he just starts punching this kangaroo in the face.
1: Yeah, like, hitting him with combos and stuff like that, and the kangaroo's just taking it. I
0: know. Uh, one of the reviews I read of this short, someone was like, I don't like boxing, and I don't like that Mickey was punching an animal in the face. And I was like, bro, Mickey's a fucking animal. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: he doesn't like interspecies violence. I
0: guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, this short is a good example of... Um, it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Yeah. Because Mickey's having a good time until this kangaroo gives it back to yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. So the kangaroo like punches him back and then hits him with his tail and then
1: holds him with his tail and punches him in the face with yeah. both hands. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or he like bicycle well not bicycle kick. Yeah. Yeah, where he's like on his back and he kicks his yep, legs and yep. Mickey's rolling. And he's
1: punching him yeah. all the while.
0: And then at the same time, Pluto's dealing with the little one who's drinking out of Pluto's bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh Pluto's trying to be tough, but he's not doing a very good yeah. job at it. Yeah. Um at some point Pluto gets tangled up in coils, which is something we saw in Putt Putt mm-hmm. Donald. Sounds like coils again? Yeah. But this preceded that. Yep. So mm. <laughs> um yeah, it was just slapstick. Yeah, just a lot of slapstick.
1: Yeah, and I like—I I don't know—and I usually like slapstick, but this is kind of like a big nothing for me.
0: This—I thought this short was terrible.
1: Yeah, it was very long. It was
0: Pluto's voice. Yeah, that did it? I was like, oh, like why? Why is Pluto talking? Well, there
1: just wasn't a ton that happened, and even the stuff that did happen wasn't that interesting. No, in a slapstick way.
0: No, like it was because
1: it was a lot more light-hearted than the usual slapstick that you'll see yeah so i don't know
0: i don't and and i at one point like kind of checked the time because i thought too like man this feels pretty long and there's a point where it could have ended kind of abruptly but where the um
1: the baby kangaroo is fighting pluto and he somehow gets caught up in a corset
0: yeah and and then the baby kangaroo was in in the corset in Pluto's lap. and Pluto's, it looks like
1: he's in his pouch or something like that and then he thinks it's his mother
0: yeah and that's like he's like oh I think it's his mom and then like there's a weird pause where you think it's gonna end yeah. but then it goes back to Mickey yeah and there is a weird like frightening moment where Mickey gets put into a hay baler a hay
1: baler yeah and, and, and doesn't
0: die but they all like run away and yeah. just leave him there yeah but yeah he ends up he's fine he just isn't a baler
1: <laughs> he's not mutilated
0: yeah so yeah. I mean like the the better way to have handled that is like uh in Roger Rabbit when he went through the log mm-hmm. trimmer and yeah. he got split up into a whole bunch of yeah. Roger Rabbits. Yeah. So this one
1: Yeah. You can miss it.
0: Yeah, probably the worst of those mid thirties Mickeys I think. Mickey so. shorts. It's just a
1: non entity, like yeah. I said. It wasn't completely terrible. It was just yeah,
0: Yeah, it wasn't that great, so. Um, from that we'll switch gears. Into 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. It's like the third time I've said switch gears. Yeah. I think I did it last episode. Yeah. And like the Peter Pan episode.
1: We got a big gearbox. So whenever it's like a whenever
0: feet. I say gears, drink. But not when I say um <laughs> or and.
1: You will die. And yeah. we don't want that.
0: Or when Kevin goes, you know. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. One great, big, wonderful motion picture is what the poster promises yeah. us. It came out in 1961.
1: We are in the 60s. Yay. yay. Well, actually, is that a yay?
0: I don't know. What happened in the 60s? Mad oh. Men?
1: <laughs> oh, no. I meant just like the cultural Beatles? happenings or the uh, the Disney movies as a whole because you're not a big fan of... Some of the stuff that's about to come. But. Yeah, I
0: was looking at our list of movies, the next ten movies that we're doing, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Although, remember that we're doing hybrids and fully, full-length animated, so that means we have, uh, like, Mary Poppins, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and... Peach Dragon. Peach Dragon, yep. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the next ten that we're doing, so... Um, That'll be interesting, and coming up within the next 10 episodes, we have a short called Infant Care and Feeding. Which
1: we are intimately, you know, yeah. we know we know about, Yeah, obviously. we're
0: experts on infant care. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, 101 Dalmatians, you've seen it before.
1: Yes, it's been a while, but...
0: As a kid or teenager? Or- uh, no, I think probably within
1: the last 10 years at least, really? I think, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, it's about 79 minutes long. So, is this? I think this is the longest Disney movie. Maybe.
1: Uh, I feel like Snow White was longer than that.
0: No. No? Snow White was like 65 minutes. Oh, that's or that's minutes. Oh, oh, I do the- Maybe it was 80 something minutes.
1: Yeah. I yeah. feel like it was almost an hour and a half. But, nevertheless. That
0: was a lifetime ago, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, the budget for this was 3.61 million,
1: which was small because we were coming off of Sleeping Beauty.
0: Yes, uh, because they tried some new techniques here to cut cost. This is the first full-length feature to use xerography. Okay. The entire movie. Yeah. So Snow White dabbled in it in yep. the vine, uh, thorny vine scene, and then there was a short that they did with it. This is the first full-length feature to totally use xerography. Okay. Xerography is the process of, um, like we have Xerox machine, that's the root of the word, a Xerox, Um. Instead of taking the animator's drawings and then inking those drawings on a celluloid, a cell, Mm -hmm. with paint and then painting them, what they did is they took the animator's drawing and put it through like a photocopy Mm -hmm. onto the cell itself. And the drawback to that is you couldn't do colored lines with the inking. Okay. So only in like these black, rough, sketchy looks. Um, and then they painted underneath that. Okay. And they also did the backgrounds doing it because the art director felt like he wanted to fully, uh, like embrace xerography, mm-hmm. which Disney was not pleased about. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney, Disney kind of hated the look of this, yeah. which he said of the art director, like, yeah, he's never going to do a project again. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ, yeah. Disney. Um, but yeah, so it really affects the look of this. It really helps when you're drawing dogs, a hundred dogs, 101 dogs mm-hmm. with spots over and over and over <laughs> again. So that process was like, this movie, I think, is perfect for it. Yeah. So, um, Anything else going into the movie you want to say? Not mm, that I know of.
1: I, nothing. Spe- is there something special that I should be thinking about? No. Okay.
0: I just know a lot about this movie because I did a report in it for my animation class. Well, then
1: that's a good thing. So, that, hopefully, that will show through.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I just the '60s were a new time. Yeah, like, new things were happening in society. But then, like even in this movie, you see like the first time two animated, like a married couple, shows. Affection, Mm -hmm. like, outwardly. Yeah. Like, they nuzzle noses, and they, like, hug each other close, and they're really, like, cutesy with each other. Um, There's jazz music and blues music. Like, Mm -hmm. that's new. Like, that's a whole new direction. So I think as a Disney movie, like, it's taking a turn. Like, it's totally stylistically different from what's come before it. So um, let's get into it. It starts off...
1: Let's get down to it.
0: Let's get down to business. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I th- that sounds like a good plan yeah. to get down to business.
1: <laughs> Eventually.
0: <laughs> um, so the VHS tape that we had was from 1992, mm-hmm. which we know because it said, coming in, in 1992. <laughs> um, and it was a preview for Aladdin, which is funny because the live action Aladdin preview just debuted. Oh.
1: Like the, tra- yeah, the teaser yeah, trailer. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so there's that. And I always love these VHS previews for the upcoming movies because it shows them making it. Yeah. Like the animation part of it. Um, it's the credits start off and it reminded me a lot of how Disney Pixar movies end where it has really like animated credits. Mm -hmm. So you have spots that appear and they grow and they move around and there's kind of like a typewriter cursor that moves And writes all the names and stuff. As this is going on, there's like a jazz flute. Yeah. Like a jazz jazz flute. Shut up. (laughs) And just scenes from the movie. There's like a, like it's really showing you like here is the xerography and here is the watercolors that's going with it. So there's a first person narration. Mm -hmm. We have Pongo narrating the story (laughs) and telling us about his pet.
1: But you think initially that it's going to be the man. Yeah. Because they show the guy in his apartment and you think it's just an interior monologue for the man, Roger. But it's Mm -hmm. not. It's the dog.
0: Yeah. And uh, they're bachelors. They have a little bachelor pad. (laughs) And Pongo just feels like Roger really needs a mate. Yeah. except that He's Pop- just writing
1: the songs all day, and he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't ever get out.
0: Yeah, he's a musician.
1: It's a messy joint. And
0: he's like, yeah, he, he needs a woman in his life. And Pongo's like, I'm not really a good judge of, of human beauty. But he looks out the window and sees ladies walking their dogs. Mm-hmm. And he tries to, like, pick through them to see. Yeah. yeah. There's pretty
1: funny parallels between uh, dog owners and their dogs' looks and personality.
0: I take offense to the artist one. Why? Why? Because I just do. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's like an artist and her dog, an Afghan hound, and then there was like an old lady in the pub, a little kid, and like a little, it was like a Labrador, like a puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and all of those, he's like, no, like too fancy, too old, too young. And then he spots Anita mm-hmm. and Perdita. And uh, yeah, he decides.
1: He's he's love struck. He's like, oh, this is the one. I gotta I gotta get him to walk me immediately.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he fucking changes the time on the clock. This dog is sneaky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I because I thought like, at what point is Roger like, like oh, like I thought all my times were wrong, but now he's got to change them. Like he's gonna be off for a while. Yeah. Because he looked at the clock that Pongo changed, and he was like, huh. And he thinks his watch is broken, so then he resets his watch. Yeah. He's gonna be off for a while. Well,
1: it's not like he has a job. He's just a loser ass yeah. musician. <laughs>
0: they all i don't know <laughs> um so i say that because i'm an artist uh-huh. um he did you notice know pongo has like a lassie bark
1: no really
0: it sounds like lassie
1: okay i'm not really an expert on dog bark i
0: don't think that's a dalmatian bark
1: okay
0: no i'm just saying <laughs> uh, well actually well actually josh is gonna make an appearance um so roger is being dragged around by pongo hmm because it has got
1: to make ground up. They're way behind. Which
0: is something else we know as dog owners. Because we have a dog that drags us around. And um, they come across Perdita and Anita. Those names are going to throw me off. I don't know why. Because <laughs> they sound the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would
1: think that'd be easier.
0: No. <laughs> I'm going to mix them up. Oh um, No, they spot them in the park. And <laughs> po- Pongo, despite... Starts to get kind of frisky. Mm -hmm. He, like, takes Roger's hat and, like, does the dog butt in the air and wiggles and uh, tries to get their attention. Yeah.
1: Tries to get them together. Yeah. And it's not working.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anita pretty much gets up and walks away. Mm -hmm. And Pongo's like, fuck no. He's like, I'm after this. So he goes and wraps his leash around their legs. And that causes them to fall into a pond.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then they're both freaking soaked. Yeah. And she is very upset about it.
0: She's like, just leave me alone. She, she's very
1: <laughs> offended. She's trying to dry herself off, but her, her handkerchief is all wet. She's crying. She's defeated. And Roger tries to do whatever he can to help, but he can't because he's also wet and he's apologizing. And eventually, for whatever reason, they just kind of start uh, laughing. Just, like I guess, at how ridiculous it is and how well, helpless they both she are. She
0: pulled out her handkerchief yeah. to like wipe herself. And it was all wet. And Roger's like, oh, here, I have mine. And his was all wet, too. And they just laughed because what else can you do at that point? I guess. So then they end up getting married with nobody in the church. like the next day. Yeah. (laughs) It's like nobody in the church. Yeah. Um, but Pongo and Perdita are like also exchanging vows.
1: Well, yeah, you kind of have to because they're
0: like sitting on the windowsill. Like, that's, that's the
1: one you're stuck with now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're on the windowsill of the church. Apparently, and let's be honest
1: here: dogs are not choosy.
0: The censor board back then wouldn't let or like wanted Disney to change how formal the wedding was because they thought religious people would be offended by the dogs participating whatever in like
1: yeah I could tell I hear something like that a these traditional days, but. wedding ceremony
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Perdita's veil. Vale, it's so beautiful
0: um, and then they move into a house mm-hmm. which looked like a fucking townhouse to me it's like houses next to houses okay literally literally London is cramped yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> you take what you can get when you're downtown.
0: I guess. Um, and they have pictures of the dogs all over the wall. Hashtag goals. Mm-hmm. Life goals. Whatever. Yeah. And you have Roger, who's trying to write a song. Yeah. And he's up in his attic because um, the wife put him up there with all his instruments. He's
1: got the melody down, but he doesn't really have any lyrics yet.
0: Yeah. And Perdita and Pongo are talking about Perdita is pregnant with puppies. And they introduce you to Nanny. He's just this old Nanny. Yeah. yeah. She's a stout little woman. And um, what does Perdita do, or Anita do? Uh,
1: I don't think She's, they ever said, really. She's like a
0: stay-at-home dog mom.
1: Maybe, but why was she at the park in the first Hashtag place? she life goals. Because she, she seemed like she was a very put-together. Yeah, one, she a very, was in very, a suit. Pro- very professional-looking. She had, like, the uh, the flowery hat and stuff like that on. In a suit? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what she does. I don't think it's ever said.
0: Yeah, because she
1: always looks very put together in like every scene.
0: I think in the live action movie she's like a fashion. She works for a fashion designer because okay. Corella Deville is like yeah. a fashion person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That that movie sucks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Come on now. No. So speaking of Corella Deville, she just shows up. And <laughs> darling, <laughs> Anita, darling, and she says something. Now, Roger says as, as Cruella arrives, like, Oh, it's your dearly devoted old schoolmate. And I was like, Okay, that's a good, like, way to. Yeah. Exposition? I yeah. don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, and as he sees her pulling up, that's when he's like, Cruella, <laughs> And he decides to make the song about her. It's pretty great. Um, and so Corella comes in, and she hears like they're having puppies. And
1: oh, darling, you must let me know whenever they have. Where them.
0: are they? Where are they? And she's like, "Well, they're not born yet. It's gonna be a few weeks." And uh, Corella, you know, puts her cigarette out in the fucking cupcake. <laughs> Waste of a good cupcake. Puts her cigarette out in her fucking Say, tea.
1: You take one look at fucking Corella Deville. She is not eating cupcakes.
0: <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> um. So yeah. So she leaves and well not
1: before insulting the shit out of anita and both of them like, she's scathing
0: she's the queen of backhanded compliments
1: i don't even know if they're compliments even like yeah like, like oh yeah this paltry place or taking talking shit about you know anita's lack of furs or like the whole deal there's
0: like one point where she is like oh your castle yeah oh your husband yeah. your knight in shining armor <laughs> like she just yeah she lays it on pretty thick which is like bitch like you don't have a husband.
1: It just doesn't matter. She's got that money. She's got them furs. She's
0: got a mansion, apparently. Um but yeah, so she leaves. And then Roger comes down <laughs> with some more lyrics yeah. about Corella Deville. And I must say, I'm a fan of Roger. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty
1: easily likable.
0: I have a thing for Roger. Whoa. I was like, when are we gonna get to the Disney men?
1: Whatever. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't get that. I have a th- Roger is comparable to Echabod Crane.
0: I just have in a th- style. thing for like Tall, skinny guys with big noses. Like
1: Ichabod Crane. That's what I'm saying. He's like, he's in that vein. Like you. Whatever. I don't have a big nose piece of shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, he, they're kind of dancing and laughing about Roger being such a goof because he's singing about Cruella Deville. And they kind of go back to Pongo and Perdita because Perdita... Is hiding because she, she's nervous.
1: She just heard all that shit the Cruella was talking. She's like, I'm gonna get my puppies taken
0: away. Oh. yeah. They can't go to that awful woman. Yeah, a devil woman is yeah. what she calls her, and she's like, No, I wish I like I wasn't having puppies at all. And it's pretty sad. So there's a really great use of uh light and shadow with yeah. that, too. Like with really setting the tone. Um so eventually the puppies come. And uh Roger is sitting in a chair puffing on his uh
1: pipe, pipe. Mm-hmm.
0: and he and Pongar are just nervously waiting for these puppies to be born and nanny is yelling up from the basement mm-hmm. like oh there's dead puppies oh there's 12 puppies 13 <laughs> and eventually there's 15 but nope actually it's just 14 because one of them's dead <laughs> yeah why do you laugh at that <laughs> it's so sad uh-huh. dead puppies kevin i guess um so they hand the dead puppy to Roger. It's like wrapped in a cloth. It's
1: like, oh, bummer deal, bro. Sorry, yeah, Pong.
0: Sorry, Pongo. But then he's like, well, I wonder. And well, let's then give he a starts shot. like rubbing Yeah, the he puppy. starts rubbing
1: it vigorously.
0: <laughs> God damn it. And it
1: comes to life.
0: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that puppy ends up making it. So they have 15 puppies. Yeah. Yay.
1: Your name is Lucky.
0: Yeah, that's definitely Lucky. <laughs> Lucky, yeah. Uh, so then we go to when the puppies are bigger, mm-hmm. and they're all the puppies in Pongo and Perdita are around the TV watching Thunderbolt. <laughs> it was a German Shepherd in the vein of uh Lassie, or what's yeah. the other one? Canine, Canine Cop.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know if that really has a name. Yeah. But yeah, it's like an old West type of thing. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's like yeah. the
0: sheriff. And there's a really cute advertisement for Canine Crunchies. <laughs> Canine Crunchies are so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, they watch TV.
1: Yeah, there's not a whole lot to that. <laughs> it just is what it is.
0: Uh, there's a, a part where Patch, who's one of the puppies. Yeah,
1: you, you get a good sense of what the puppies are like. Yeah. And the different
0: personalities. Yeah. You meet Lucky, who's a shithead. Patch thinks he's tough. Rolly, the fat one is always hungry yeah. there's penny and freckles, which are the I think all the ones they've named for I the think movie. so yeah um and patch is like growling at the villain on TV mm-hmm. and he calls them you big long leg leg lummix." <laughs> I never heard that word Lummox Lummix. really yeah okay yeah it's like an oaf and his mom is like patch She's like you where,
1: ser- where did you hear that word
0: Certainly not from your mother and uh yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, I, d-
1: I don't know what you're going for. There's not a whole lot to that scene at all.
0: No, but we did forget the part when the puppies are born when Corella comes back. Well, yeah, I-, I thought that hadn't happened yet, though. No, it did because it was raining and thundering, yeah. and then she shows up right after they saved uh, Lucky. Lucky.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, they. Like, she's, like, writing a check for the puppies. Yeah, she's
1: telling them she'll, she'll give them fair value or double yeah, whatever it is like, for, oh, for the puppies. But then she's
0: like, oh, they're hideous yeah. because they don't have spots. And the nanny is like, well, they, they'll they get their spots yep. in a few weeks. But, yeah, so she's trying to buy the puppies. And Roger sticks up to her. And he's just like, no, you can't have them. And then he, like, tears up her check and yep. tells her, like, we're keeping them all. And so Pongo goes down and tells Perdita, like, oh, geez, he, Roger, he told that old woman off. And we're keeping all the puppies. So that happens. Then the TV thing happens. And uh that's when they go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So Pongo, Perdita, and their pets, yep. the humans, decide to go for a walk. And Nanny puts all the puppies to sleep.
1: Yep. Whoa. That's pretty hardcore.
0: <laughs> She's putting them down for... Bed. Bed. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, they go out for their walk. You and know? then we
1: meet Jasper and Horace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? They're just funny to me. And their little, their little van that putts along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they come and knock on the door and Nanny answers and they tell her they're the utility company. Yeah, the, the electric, electric company. The electric company, yeah. Uh, and she was like, yeah, I'm not letting you in at this hour.
1: They just forced their way in anyway because why not?
0: Yeah, because she's a tiny little woman.
1: And they're just searching all over the house looking for the puppies, although not saying that, and they kind of separate, and Jasper, who is the skinnier one, leads the nanny upstairs. Who I
0: don't have a thing for, by the way. Whatever,
1: whatever. (laughs)
0: Speaking of big nose, tall skinny guys.
1: (laughs) So he leads nanny up into the, uh, not the attic area, but the the bedroom upstairs, and eventually locks her in there Mm -hmm. while Horace gathers up the puppies because he finds them I think it was in the kitchen or something like that. Yeah. He finds their bed, lo- loads them all up in a suitcase, and they're gone. And then Jasper lets her out, and she doesn't realize until after they're gone that the puppies aren't there anymore.
0: Oh, the puppies oh, are puppies. stolen! Somebody help! The puppies! Yeah, I was like, you're not really helped. Why don't you call 911? Like I don't know. Instead, she's running out in the streets crying. Oh. Yeah, so... We have, uh, a news headline Mm -hmm. in a newspaper that says 15 puppies stolen and is, I'm trying to think, do they show Cruella talking about it? Yeah. Cause isn't there Mm -hmm. a phone call between Jasper and Horace and Cruella and they're telling her like they got the puppies?
1: Yes. I think so.
0: Yeah. Which is just her laying in bed Mm -hmm. smoking (laughs) cause I don't know what she does. (laughs) Um yeah. You watched this movie too. I babe. know. Yeah,
1: and you're not missing anything. Okay. Like it is what it is. Like
0: Well, Pongo and Perdita are depressed. Yep. Perdita especially. And uh basically what's happened is they've checked with Scotland Yard, the family, and Scotland Yard hasn't had any leads. Um Cruella who's fucking stirring the pot. Calls the family mm-hmm. to be like, Oh, I heard about your puppy. Is <laughs> any luck? Yeah, what a bitch.
1: Well, no, you gotta make it, you gotta have an alibi. Yeah. Like, Oh, obviously, I was, you know, She's I was consoling them. It obviously wasn't me.
0: She's stirring the pot. Yeah. And, uh, I'm getting hung up on the names. That's what's why. Right. I don't know. Um, Roger.
1: Yeah. Roger, Anita, Horace, and Jasper. <laughs>
0: Roger is like, for sure, he thinks Cruella did it, yeah. and Anita's telling him, like, oh, well, Scotland Yard, Yard investigated them, too. Yep. So it's not her. And Pongo and Perdita have decided that, uh, since the police aren't finding anything. They gotta
1: roll out the Twilight Bark.
0: The Twilight Bark.
1: Which is just, you know.
0: A dog network. Yeah,
1: it's a dog network. You just bark your ass off, and eventually it'll get out to everybody.
0: Apparently, Twilight Bark is a thing. Really? I looked up the definition, and it's like, like, it's the thing where, like, dogs are known to bark at night at other dogs in the distance. Yeah. And they just bark for no reason. Hmm. That's what child bark is. Well,
1: obviously, it's like, not no reason.
0: I know. They're trying to find lost puppies. Um, they had some fucking kick-ass trench coats, by <laughs> uh, Roger and Anita. Yeah. Yeah. So, is just barking mm-hmm. for a while, and they don't do anything about it. Well, I don't know. I'd be like, shut the fuck up.
1: Well, no, he probably figures that he's distraught. With his children being gone, so it's just going to give him time to grieve.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so Pongo starts barking, and it's kind of announcing, giving the news to all the dogs mm-hmm. in the city.
1: And gets the network going. Yeah. Eventually.
0: And there's like a Great Dane that gets in and a little terrier. Mm-hmm. And everyone starts talking about it. And you see some appearances yep. by Jacques, yep. the little uh, terrier. Yep. And Peg. Yep. The experienced dog.
1: Well, and that bulldog too.
0: Yeah, and the bulldog. I don't mm-hmm. know his name. Um, but eventually it gets passed on to Sergeant Tibbs. Yes. Yeah.
1: Who is a cat.
0: Yeah. Well, there's like a bloodhound that intercepts him <laughs> yeah. and a goose. And then he passes it on to Sergeant Tibbs, who goes and wakes up the Colonel, who was an old English sheepdog. And he. Yeah, he receives the message.
1: (laughs) Oh yes, I guess we will uh we'll check it out.
0: That sheepdog stressed me out. Why? Because I hate characters who are just so aloof. Yeah. It's like why I don't like planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh my
1: god, you are such an idiot.
0: (laughs) They're idiots. No. That's why I can't handle it.
1: No, it is an excellent that is a fucking classic.
0: Whatever. (sighs) Whatever. Anyway. So, they know that there's been some activity at Hell Hall, which is Corella DeVille's old mansion, by the way. <laughs> yeah, hmm. Not connected at all. It's a
1: coincidence.
0: And so, Sergeant Tibbs, who's the cat, goes and checks it out. And he goes and he finds that there are a bunch of puppies there.
1: Like a lot of puppies. Yeah.
0: And he talks to a couple puppies and he said, Hey, are you the stolen 15? And one of the dogs is like, No, we were bought and paid for. But there's some new dogs with some collars, and so Sergeant Tibbs goes and those dogs are watching TV. Yep. And he counts them all up, and there's 15 there. And, uh, yeah. So they're, Horace and Jasper are just kind of watching, watching. Yeah, they're TV. watching TV.
1: I think they're just waiting for Cruella to give them a call and give them further instructions. Yeah.
0: They're watching a silly symphony. Mm hmm. By the
1: way. It was a a good shout-out.
0: Yeah. I felt like there's got to be a lot of dog hair in the mansion. Probably. Especially when he, like, dropped his sandwich. I was like, ugh. Well,
1: I mean, when you're looking at these dudes, do you really think they're the type of people that would be disgusted about something like that? No. I kind of don't think so.
0: So, they know that those are the stolen puppies. So, then Colonel tells the Great Dane, Mm -hmm. who lets everyone know in London... That they have found the puppies. Yep. And so Pongo and Perdita receive the message and they meet with the Great Dane. And uh, the Great Dane leads them out of the city. He's like, if you're ready to go, I can t- take you now. Yeah. So he takes them out of the city and he tells them like who to meet up with. And so there's just kind of this montage of the dogs running.
1: Meeting. Meeting in the network and just being moved along yeah. to location to Snow location. Snow
0: happens. Yeah. Seasons
1: happen, babe.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just like, how long have they been traveling?
1: It's probably quite a distance. They don't have cars.
0: Yeah. So then we have Cruella who shows up at the mansion. And she's like, dude, you guys got to do this tonight because the cops are on to (laughs) me.
1: Kill them, fucking skin them, get it done. She's very graphic about it. Poison
0: them, drown them, bash them on the head, is what she says. And I think that might have been taken out of the new releases. Really? Yeah, because it's pretty vile. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're talking about fucking skinning them.
1: Well, that's kind of how you make coats, babe.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know. I mean, would you
1: rather be wearing, like, full dead dogs? (laughs) Let's Let's not be creepy here. Oh, my God.
0: Um, so they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. After our show, and she is like, get to it. So she leaves, and they finish their show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're watching. What's what's my crime? Yeah. Which as a kid, I never understood. It
1: is great.
0: Now as an adult, I'm like, that's pretty, yeah. pretty funny. Um,
1: that's absolutely something we're gonna have in like the next decade. Right,
0: so we <laughs> surprised We haven't had it already oh, yeah. with reality TV. So Horace and Jasper decide who's doing what. One of them is going to pop him on the head, and one of them is going to do the skinning. (laughs) And Mr. Tibbs, Sergeant Tibbs, is there, and he's like, puppies, we got to get you out of here. There's a hole in the wall, and so he tries to line up all the puppies to
1: To get out single file so they don't clog it up.
0: As Horace and Jasper are finishing up this show. So I did feel like, man, something is actually at stake going on here. Yeah. Because these puppies are gonna fucking well, die. Well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so it was kinda like stressing me out, like like really? give me anxiety, like come on, like come on puppies. Yes. Well, especially because Lucky was watching TV mm-hmm. and Sergeant Tibbs was trying to get his attention. Yep. And then Horace or Jasper, I don't know which one, like picks Lucky up by the collar and throws him. Yeah. So then Sergeant Tibbs has to catch him and then crash into the wall but then the last puppy is Rolly, who's hmm. fucking fat. Yep. And he's trying to shove him in, and like things are like starting to pick up, and you're like, come on, get the puppies, let's go. And then Horace and Jasper realize the puppies escaped. <laughs> so now there's this chase going on where <laughs> you have, um, like the cat leading the puppies all around yeah. as Horace and Jasper are trying to find them. There's like a f- 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 cascading waterfall of puppies down the stairs, and. Uh, It gets to the point where they get cornered in a room, and just at the point where they're about to start bashing some puppies... Which shit Pernita. was
1: gonna get really good?
0: Yeah, Pongo and Perdita, in a very badass superhero kind of way, just bust through a fucking window and glass <laughs> shatters, and uh, Pongo and Perdita pretty much fuck them up. Yeah, it's pretty great.
1: Throw in the goddamn fire.
0: Oh, uh, there's some use of color there. Like suddenly, like everything is red. Mm-hmm. Like the room is red and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And then, so once they kind of dispose of them, they tell all the puppies to run, and they run to the barn where. Sergeant Tibbs and Colonel Live. Yep. Except the problem is that Horace and Jasper can just follow their paw prints yep. because there's fucking a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. So they. What comes next?
1: They drive up to the barn. Oh
0: yeah, they drive up to the barn. Yeah,
1: because they follow their tracks mm-hmm. and they're looking for them. And then when they actually get to the barn, the Colonel, uh, the Captain, who's a horse. And Sergeant Tibbs are there, and they tell him, "All right, you guys, you have to get out of here now. Like, we'll 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 stave them off, but you have to get out of here now." So they got a, a hole in the back, and Horace and Jasper come in, and Sergeant Tibbs uses the captain's ear, yeah, uh, <laughs> to launch his, yeah, leg. To, launch his to, to launch his legs and kick Horace and Jasper into the wall. So that kind of staves them off for a little while, uh, but eventually. Uh, they're free and they see the paw prints and they follow them out the back but it's already yeah. too far so they get back to their car and they try and kind of head them off
0: yeah except that when they get to a bridge over a river they lose their tracks because of the ice yeah because the puppies and the dogs are all on the ice underneath the bridge and is hor who's the stupid one
1: Horace is the fat one
0: okay where he was like i've been thinking he's like don't you don't do the
1: thing yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. cuz Horace was like Do you think that the dogs are trying to hide their tracks by walking on the ice? And Jasper's like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) He's like, dogs don't think. and uh, But that's what they're doing. Yeah. So they drive off, and then you have the puppies walking on the ice. Except for Lucky, who slips because Lucky can't do anything. Um, If you pay close attention, you can see cycles of puppies. Yeah. Like, you can see where it repeats. Yep. Yep. So... Just watch it very closely. <laughs> or don't. Yeah. Um, so you see the dogs in the next scene just traveling through the snow. They're braving a snowstorm. Yeah, like, it's, it's really it's bad. You can see
1: that they're, they're struggling.
0: And that's where Lucky's like, I'm cold and my nose is frozen and my chin tail is frozen and my toes are frozen. And Pongo has to carry him again. Yeah. Uh, but he comes across a collie. And the collie's like, we have a barn, we've heard about you, um, come stay in our barn and just take We'll break.
1: give you shelter yeah. and food.
0: Yeah. So, I really want a collie, and Kevin said no.
1: Nope. Yeah. She gets nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he only wants a Rottweiler, <laughs> so, which I'm okay with, but collie, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get to the barn, and that's where the puppies drink some cow milk, and Pongo and to take a little snooze, and they all rest up. Next day... They're on the move again. Yeah, and they cross a street, and Pongo takes a uh, pine branch mm-hmm. and sweeps the, the street.
1: Yep, so of that, the paw prints. Yeah,
0: so no one can see them. And you have fucking Corella just like honking, like whenever she drives, she's just like, well, "Oh yeah, Pongo she's got places to be. She's
1: so like, get the I fuck know. out of the way."
0: Uh, but she pulls up. And she passes the uh, the part where Pongo swept the paw print. And then
1: she stops, backs up. She's like, wait a second. What the fuck? And she looks. She sees the branch. And she, she doesn't see any tracks in the road. But she looks on both sides of the road. And she sees tracks. Yeah. So then she, you know, she, she doesn't call them, obviously, because they don't have cell phones. But <laughs> she yeah. eventually tells these guys, like,
0: get the fuck back here. And she hollers at them. Yeah. She hollers. Um. Pongo and Perdita are leading the puppies to meet a Labrador at a small town mm-hmm. because he has a ride for them. Yeah. There is a broken down truck that's heading to London, so they're going to hitch a ride on that truck. When they arrive there, uh, Cruella, Cr- Cruella and <laughs> Horace and Jasper are there as well. Yeah. Kind of driving by. They're hiding out in this building, and uh, they keep having to duck when she comes by. <laughs> And eventually, two of the puppies are like, Mom, Dad, like, he pushed me yeah, into the just fireplace. Yeah, they just playing around. And, I, like, he got me dirty. I got
1: soot all over me. Yeah.
0: And Pongo has this great idea that they should roll around in the soot. Yeah, he's on their Labrador. And, and put black on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because in true Disney fashion, it wouldn't be a Disney movie if you didn't have blackface.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't think it counts if you're a dog.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> There's a lot of tension during that scene. Yeah. Where they're bringing the puppies.
1: Because they're bringing them in groups. Yeah. Because they don't all get soot on them at once.
0: Disguised as, as black Labradors.
1: Yeah. So the Labrador will take them out to the truck across the street, you know, when Horace and Jasper are walking around. And, and Cruella. Them- and Cruella is driving.
0: Mm-hmm. They load them up into the truck, and they they do this for a few rounds, and then as Pongo goes to get the last of them, there's melting ice dripping.
1: Yeah, icicles.
0: Yeah. And they're falling onto the puppies, so now they're black with white spots, and Cruella starts to see this, and she's like, no fucking way, until the truck starts up, and they're still loading puppies and Mm -hmm. throwing puppies. And a pile of snow falls on one of the dogs yep. that Pongo is leading. Think's and when he roll-y. Yeah. And when he pulls him out. He looks normal. Yeah. Cruella knows that that's the Dalmatian. And so they load him up into the truck and the truck takes off. And Pongo barely makes it onto the truck. And the truck is leaving out of town. Mm-hmm. And Cruella starts chasing after him. It's
1: just to run him off the fucking road. Like Holy on like shit. mountain roads.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. She's just like honking at him and then she like rear ends him. So then it's like, she
1: tries to side swipe him. There is one point where she gets run off the road and goes into a snowbank and just backs right the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, number one, you guys. Back to car talk. Like, this is most likely a rear-wheel drive fucking car. She drives into a goddamn snowbank. Not to mention she's driving also on snow-covered roads this entire time. Just driving her ass off. And she just goes, like, right in and out. Like, you don't have four-wheel drive, Cruella. And you don't weigh anything. Like why
0: she was fishtailing so much. (sighs) I don't know, man. Um, So, this is a good time to bring up xerography in this moment so in order to get this chase scene to work they made a paper model or like a like a white cardboard model of her car okay and they did all the edges in black and they had like a fake road that it ran on so it would bump around really And that's how they made it okay they transferred that onto the cell and then painted it it was huh. so, so innovative, so cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, so she's trying to chase this thing off the road. And at the same time, Horace and Jasper are like, ha-ha, we're going yeah. like to head them off. And they're coming down a hill, and they're fighting over the steering wheel, and then it pops off. It breaks off. So they're just heading down this fucking snowy side of a hill. At the same time that this van and Cruella are going, and eventually they collide with Cruella, mm-hmm. and they all go off the road. Yeah. Except they don't for the, die. Except for the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have airbags <laughs> or seatbelts. Yeah. This is the 1960s.
1: Well, Cruella is protected by her furs, but
0: that's true. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so
1: and Jasper and Horace are probably drunk, and drunk drivers don't ever die. So
0: that is true. <laughs> That never happens.
1: <laughs> they're very loose.
0: Yeah. Um, so the the van, the truck makes it. hmm And uh the next scene is Anita and Roger.
1: Yeah.
0: Putting ornaments on the Christmas tree. And they're bone, man. Yeah. Cause they just got
1: these two fucking dogs. For whatever reason they want more dogs.
0: The dogs ran away. Yeah. They're really sad. Well, they don't run
1: away. They got fucking stolen.
0: Nanny is crying. Well Pongo and Perdita ran away.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nanny's crying. And uh, at the same time, we're basically
1: in the Christmas spirit.
0: Yeah, Roger's Roger's Carolla De Vil song is on the radio, yep. but he shuts that off, and Anita's like, "Oh, Roger, but that oh. was your first hit song." Yeah.
1: And you see that they have money now because yeah. everything's looking up. Yeah. Like that was a big hit.
0: And uh, Nanny's like, "Oh, like I I could almost just hear those dogs barking in my dreams, but then I wake up, but then you hear barking." Mm-hmm. Because next thing you know, she opens the door and all these black dogs just fill up their house. Yeah. And, uh, they realize that they are their Dalmatians because they wipe their face and they start dusting them off. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, there's a lot of dogs. Yeah. So they start counting them all and they realize there's 99 puppies. And Roger's like, oh, Bongo, you rascal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't uh, think that's how it works, Rog.
0: Yeah. Well, 15 puppies is a lot for a oh, Yeah. So, yeah, they're like, what are we going to do with them all? And they're like, well, let's keep them. And with our new money, we'll buy a farm and we'll have a Dalmatian plantation. And then he writes the song, Dalmatian plantation. Yeah. And everyone's happy. And they celebrate.
1: <laughs> and that's it.
0: And the end. Yeah, the end. Yeah. A Dalmatian plantation. <laughs> um, yeah. You ready? I think so. Let's look at some fucking reviews. Uh, So the reception on this movie? Uh, No, no Bosley Crowther this week.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we have we have Howard Thompson of the New York Times wrote. While the story moves steadily toward a stark melodramatic chase climax, it remains enclosed in a typical Disney frame of warm family love, human and canine, and songs are scarce too. A few more would have braced the final starkness.
0: Variety claimed that while not as indelibly enchanting or inspired as some of the studio's most unforgettable animated endeavors, this is nonetheless a painstaking creative effort.
1: Yep. And Time said 101, or excuse me, 101, is the wittiest, most charming, Mm -hmm. least pretentious cartoon feature (laughs) Walt Disney has ever made.
0: Uh, Cruella Deville ranked 39th. On uh, AFI American Film Institute, mm-hmm. That's right? Yep. AFI's list of 100 Years, 100 Heroes and Villains.
1: That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the initial release, it did 6.2 mm-hmm. $6. million dollars in domestic rentals. And if you remember what Stephanie said, I, I believe it was 3.4 or 3.9 million dollars was the budget. Mm-hmm. So it did really, really well compared to, yes. especially with coming on the heels of Sleeping Beauty yes. Sleeping, as well.
0: Sleeping Beauty. They were like after Sleeping Beauty. They were talking about like. Making cuts to their departments yep. and closing, beca- well,
1: yeah, closing the animation department overall
0: because it was just such yeah. a disaster. It was a money sink. Yeah,
1: and then according to Wikipedia, it was also the most popular film of the year in France with admissions of fourteen point seven million, ranking tenth on their all-time list. The film grossed fourteen million dollars during its initial run,
0: and I think that's worldwide fourteen yeah. million. Worldwide. Yeah, yep.
1: which in nineteen sixty one, like holy fuck.
0: Yeah. Uh, 101 Dalmatians was first released on VHS in 92, which we have. <laughs> it sold 11.1 million copies. At the time, it was the sixth best-selling video of all time.
1: Yeah, so this, this is, a, this is a, a short way of saying, holy shit, it yeah. did really, really well. And
0: I remember, like, everyone getting a Dalmatian. Yeah. Like, that was like the craze As suddenly everyone had to have a Dalmatian. Yeah. And I know from personal experience, like, my friend who trains puppies like i've sat in on sessions with her yep. they're fucking crazy <laughs> they're bouncy they're nippy yeah. they're like like they need a job to do they're very high energy mm-hmm. and then with like breeding them they if you don't breed them right or if there's too much like cross or like what do you call it inbreeding inbreeding yeah i didn't want to say incest because oh, it sounded bad that's what it is well it's too much inbreeding like you get death Dalmatians, like they're oh, okay. known to be deaf, yeah. so that's like a thing with them. So, uh, this week for our reviews and rankings, you go first. Oh, do I? Ha-ha. Okay. Well,
1: I went into this kind of excited because I really remember the animation style. Like that was one of the biggest things for me. It was just the stylizing of the movie, and you know, obviously everybody knows Corella Deville. So, just thinking about that, I was like, oh, this is, is going to be great. I'm going to really enjoy it overall. I did enjoy it. I thought that Cruella absolutely earns her place on that list, if AF- I said, like Stephanie said. Um, Roger is very sympathetic. Anita, you don't really get a whole lot from. I don't know. Uh, definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. But, <laughs> or maybe it does when she's talking to Cruella and not uh, talking about a man. Or is she? She probably is talking about no, a man. No, they're not. Okay. Nevertheless. They're talking
0: about puppies. It does pass the Bechdel test, but who cares?
1: But who cares? Exactly. Because that doesn't make a good movie. Um, <laughs> the problem I think I ran into uh, was with the puppies. And I think that is a common problem that I run into with like Disney movies. I don't like animated kids. I'm not going to say that I don't like kids overall, because I don't think that's fair. That's mm-hmm. way too blanket. But I really didn't like the characters in Bambi. And these were kind of in that, maybe They're not, just kids. no, 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 not, maybe not that bad. Maybe not that bad. But it, it was still enough to kind of grate on me a little bit. And, um, I don't know, but I, I really liked Horace and Jasper. I thought they were hilarious. I enjoyed, uh, the captain, the colonel, uh, Sergeant Tibbs. That, that whole cast was pretty hilarious. And, I don't know. I, th- I think the sh- the story, it moved pretty quickly for being over 70 minutes like it was. Um, I, di- I didn't think that the ending was too anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cruella got her quote-unquote comeuppance, but there wasn't really a lot that happened with but her. not
0: because of anything that dogs did. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I did think that. So.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think that I liked it as much as I thought I was going to. And maybe that's my problem for having uh, expectations. Um, but one last thing that I'll say about the movie, while I did like the style a lot, I think, uh, and like you said, based on this being the first use of Xerography in uh, a feature film for Disney, it looks cheap. Yes. I think, I mean, especially when you compare it to Sleeping Beauty coming just before it, because that has style as well, but it didn't look cheap. And the same with The Lady and the Tramp. And you know all all the ones that had come before it, Bambi, like this, like the, the style, it's you, you notice it right away. You, you like the the style's great and it's very memorable, but it looks cheap.
0: It reminds me of like cartoon, like Saturday morning yes. cartoons from my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going into it, I knew I loved this movie. I loved it as a kid. I had Dalmatian Hundred One Dalmatian books. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what really kicked me off. I have to show you. I have a drawing from when I was four, when I drew Pongo and Perdita. Yeah. Um, I used to trace the draw the art in the books. That's like when I became an artist and I wanted to be an all Walt well, Disney animation animator studio mm-hmm. animation, Walt well, Disney Studio animator. Yep. Yeah. Um, I had 101 Dalmatian bath towel. I had 101 Dalmatian bed set. I had. Like, the plush dogs. Mm-hmm. I, like, had it all. Yeah. I was obsessed with this movie. And all I wanted as a kid was a Dalmatian. <laughs> Thank you, Mom and Dad, for not getting one. Um The style, I love it because it's... At the time, it's so new. Well, like you like, said,
1: it's j- jazz. Like it's yeah, it's got it, that like, feel. We're
0: going into the '60s, yeah. and here's a new style of art, and who's here's a new trend, and jazz music. It's a transition. Yeah, like it's it's just something refreshing from what Disney had done. Because mm-hmm. here we had just had yet another storybook fairy tale princess yeah. movie, and yeah, it was only their third one, yeah. but it just felt the same. You're going as, back to the well. Yeah. Um, so they really needed something to shake up the studios. And so I really appreciate it for, for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind the, the puppies. I think, I think they're cute. I think they all have separate personalities that define them. Do I think Penny is kind of fuck, or not Penny, Lucky is fucking obnoxious? Yeah, he's kind of a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But um, I thought watching this as an adult, Perdita didn't really have any substance.
1: No, she was just, the, f- the females don't have a lot of just substance.
0: She's kind of mopey. Yeah, which I get. Like you well, know, yeah,
1: she's bummed out about her puppies and stuff like yeah, that. She's but yeah, she's worried
0: for them. But yeah, she's mostly mopey. She doesn't yeah. do anything um, aside
1: from the one take charge moment. Yeah, with her yeah. and Pongo.
0: Yeah, when they're fighting Horace and Jasper. Overall. I'm going to agree with you that I didn't love it as much as I remember loving yeah. it, yeah, yeah, because I think too, like we just watched Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. and that's a dog movie, and that one's fucking gorgeous yeah. and fun to watch. I did think like this does move very fast yeah. and it doesn't
1: drag at all, it's no, very streamlined, no,
0: but it's like, was it too fast, and yeah. it, I think it's right on the line of it could almost be too fast, yeah, um. Coming from the book, the 101 Dalmatians, they definitely improved the book. Yeah. Because I was read that as a child in elementary school. So they definitely uh, reworked some things and made that fit for a movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I mean, it's still one of my favorites and I still appreciate it. And I just think the art is phenomenal because you can see the animator's Work. Yeah. It wasn't being traced over by the inkers. This is like the raw animator's pencil work. Yep. So it's just like, that's great. I think the style fits for this. I don't think it's going to fit to the next several <laughs> movies that we're yeah. watching. So that cheapness I think is going to really come through when we watch things like Aristocats yeah. and Robin the Jungle Hood. Book. Yep. So I, I'm curious to see how we feel about it in the next yeah. few movies. Um Looking at our rankings... So my top five are Lady and the Tramp, Pinocchio, Cinderella, Bambi, Peter Pan. Oh, man.
1: It's, it's, it's going to start getting tough. Yeah,
0: I was telling you earlier, because we went for a walk and we were talking, and I said, you know, I'm getting to the point where I can't remember, because this is 20, mov- 20 movies ago. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, how did I feel about Pinocchio compared... Because Pinocchio was, like, months ago. Yeah. So I'm having a hard time remembering some of the early movies that we watched. But, um... I would say
1: that a solution to that would probably be just listening to your review.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can, like, listen to your top five reviews.
0: Then I have to listen to us again.
1: I know, right? It's terrible. And, and I don't recommend it to anybody, but <laughs> except for every episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All the episodes in order. <laughs> um... My gut is telling me to put it behind Pinocchio.
1: And why do you say that?
0: Pinocchio's fucking gorgeous. It really is. Just
1: just work it out, babe. Work it out in your mind.
0: Pinocchio's fucking gorgeous. And the characters are so endearing. Yep. Like, as much as I love, love Pongo and I love Roger. Yep. Because I do, like, I have a thing for Roger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, Roger. Got that accent, he's boys. A, he's a musician. <laughs> he's smoking that fucking pipe like he's fucking dignified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um And he's just so sweet to Anita. Yeah. Like, when he, like, dances with her and kind of, like, yeah snuggles on her. I like that. Um, But, no, like, Figaro is just fucking adorable. mm mm-hmm. Pinocchio, he's naive, but he's likable, and just Geppetto's just a great dad.
1: And Honest John and The Coachman are the yeah, it's worst. It's funny. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah.
0: And Horace and Jasper are funny. Yeah, they're, they're great. It's just Pinocchio's the better movie. Yeah. It really is. So, yeah, I, I think I feel comfortable with that. So, Lady in Lady the Tramp, Pinocchio, 101, Cinderella Bambi. Fair, fair. All
1: right, it's in. All
0: right.
1: And I think thinking about it more too, I would say that Cruella Deville was. Underutilized. Yes, she she is a lot like uh, some of the other prominent Disney things that you probably remember that you remember them greatly, but they're not as prominent in the movies as what you remembered. And I think that Cruella is she's in it for a few scenes, and she obviously steals the scenes that she's in. But
0: she's a scary, yeah, a scary woman. absolutely especially we didn't even talk about when she comes back from the ditch yep chasing she's the got, fans. like the
1: fire in her eyes. The and, like
0: top of her car yeah. goes off and her hair's waving yeah. like Medusa. yeah.
1: okay. Uh, my top five is Pinocchio. <laughs>
0: what? when <laughs> you you're like, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> I'm getting back down to business, okay. I'm getting back into it. Uh, number one is Pinocchio as you guys know, number two, as I've said multiple times and will continue to say Dumbo. Number three is Lady and the Tramp. Cinderella at number four. And closing out the top five is Peter Pan.
0: I think... Can uh, I guess where you're going to put it?
1: Yeah, you can guess.
0: After Peter Pan.
1: Wrong. Really? Wrong. Uh, I... I think I'm going to put it after Lady and the Tramp. Because, like you said, I, th- I think all those things that you said about Pinocchio are correct. Um, but I would say as far as Dumbo goes, it's gonna take a lot, a fucking lot to get me past that, uh, mother-son relationship in Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And as far as Lady and the Tramp is concerned, it doesn't have, uh, the kids, which is a positive for me. <laughs> I thought that that supporting cast was probably stronger. And not to mention the leads, uh, Tramp and Lady, are are so much better and so much stronger than Pongo and Perdita, and just like I said, and the animation like uh, that that has great style as well. But the animation is a lot better in that movie.
0: Lady has a personality, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> she's
1: she's a strong. I think she's a pretty strong character. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and just overall, I think Lady and the Tramp is a better movie than One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Cruella De Vil is a better antagonist than whatever you have in Lady and the Tramp. But I don't think that's enough to overtake. Everything else.
0: Do you think she's a better antagonist than Stepmother?
1: Um...
0: Like, why'd you put it before Cinderella?
1: Just because... I think that Cinderella, despite being a better-looking movie than 101 Dalmatians, it's very thin on characters. Like Cinderella, like she has a personality, but she, she's not a completely blank slate. The prince absolutely is.
0: It's just love at first sight. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I like the animals a lot in that movie, and I liked the, the king, the prince's father, but it's just, it's, it's not better than 101 Del okay, me. Okay, then
0: what about Peter Pan and Captain Hook?
1: Peter Pan, Captain Hook is amazing. This doesn't have an Indian scene. <laughs> I'm serious. No, 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 that, no. that 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 yeah. I, I said before that that Peter Pan would have been ahead of Cinderella before had it not been due to that. But like I said, I'm not looking to take shit out of a movie no. to rewrite history. It is what it is. That's in there and I think it's bullshit and I'm going to dock it for that. It
0: was the artistic direction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it,
1: it is what it is. So I I'm putting 101 Dalmatians missions number 4 behind Pinocchio, Dumbo and Lady and the Tramp
0: cool with
1: that <laughs> well you fucking better because that's what it is
0: <laughs> i get the final say uh, uh up next we're gonna have sword in the stone the Wait,
1: sword in the stone
0: the yeah, sword in the stone it's, it's not
1: at the stone it's not on the stone it's in it
0: no i always say sword and the stone yeah. sword in the stone uh our short is our first alice short from the 1920s
1: and we're gonna have back to back yeah. I, <laughs> Unintentionally. I,
0: I do these randomly, and I was like, should I split them up? And no, I was like, no. It's random. It's what the random generator yeah. picked. So we'll have two Alice Shorts back to back. Um, is there anything else we needed to cover? I don't believe so. Uh, yeah. I felt like our my feelings of the movie showed in my synopsis. You it, think so? It wasn't sticking with me. Yeah, yeah. It, not as much as I thought it would for my childhood. Yeah. Like, Lady in the Tramp, I was like, on it.
1: And I'm not, I'm not somebody who usually, uh, if you go into a movie with expectations and it doesn't live up to them, uh, people will say, oh, well, it's because you thought that way and that affected the way you saw it. I feel like if a movie is good enough, you should be able to go into something with high expectations and still have them either be met or exceeded. If it's really that good.
0: Now I'm nervous about Lion King.
1: We, we will see. (laughs) That's, that's why we watch this shit. Because we get stuff like Ichabod and Toad that yeah. you know we didn't know about or we weren't excited about, and it blew us away. Yeah. Like that's 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 the good thing about this. So yeah. hopefully you guys are getting that out of it too.
0: I think the other thing I know we're done with our reviews, but just to add to it is there was nothing emotional in this for me. Yeah,
1: and like I said, that's why Dumbo is so high for me because yeah. it ha- it has that so much yeah
0: because even the like the romance of lady and the tramp i can like, like yeah. oh yeah i'm like i like this but like this didn't aside from the relationship between anita and uh roger yeah that was like the only relatable thing for me
1: and that was very brief yep so
0: i would love to see more of them yeah. actually yeah yeah that's what it is and anyway, we've got to in this <laughs> come on let's go I wrap know. it up all right wrap it up well, man. We huh?
1: gotta subscribe <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we have a twitter so if,
1: if you guys want to add us you can add us at either Instagram or Twitter uh, at dtb disney.
0: Uh, subscri- subscribe, subscribe,
1: <laughs> subscribe. right? a reveal.
0: Subscribe, sub. Oh my god.
1: Subprime.
0: Subprime. <laughs> uh, we're going into lending now. <laughs> subscribe, rate, and review. Tell all your friends. And he's backing away. Oh, God. No, I'm, I'm going to cover my ears. No,
1: don't cover your ears, babe. Because Disney is our
0: business.
1: And business
0: is gone. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya.